what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hey, Brian. How's it going? <laughs> you look kind of surprised. surprised yeah, I wanted to make sure you were there, make sure everything yeah, was working and you know, all the here. setup was good. You know, us being a tech show, I always worry about the technology of actually making sure this whole <laughs> live show broadcasting works. Yeah, and, uh, that kind of kind of backfires, doesn't it? If uh, if sometimes. we don't make the tech work, so it could look. But I'm here. I'm here. You did it. Okay, you didn't screw it up too badly. So good. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, I am Alan Jackson. Hello, everyone. This is Brian Jackson to my this way. Oh man! Over so to, we, we on the left of the screen. Did I flip? I, I think I we can did. change that. You no, know, no, I know no, how to I change mean, that. I think, like left is, there? I think left is what's most important. So yeah, I think that's mm. that's okay. That's it puts right. a little more pressure on you to kind of be the the one that with more information in this episode than yeah, it does I'm, me. I'm secondary I'm, at this point, so I'm a pressure player, Alan. Okay, I'm a pressure player. Do it. Yeah. Well, this is uh, Brothers in Tech, as you can maybe tell. Brian Jackson over on my my right or left uh, is uh, my brother. And we are, when we get together, uh, we do talk once a week, and it's pretty much we talk technology. And uh, we thought, why not record it and make it a ongoing show that we put out? We're really focused on home, personal, family technology. Uh, we don't get in any kind of corporate technology world. We don't talk about trying to predict the future of technology. We're really talking about what's available now. What are we doing today with our technology and how are we using it to improve our home life, our, our family, our, our recreational time, our, our day-to-day uh, living, you know, all of those purposes, the real reason why technology is so great. That's what we're here to talk about. And uh, yeah, I'm got Mr. Gentleman on the left. Don't you take the lead from now? Isn't that your yeah. role now in the prime position that you're seated in? Sure. Yeah. If I had the controls, I'd, I'd take you off the screen, but I obviously do not have all the controls. Um, no, that's, that's, you know, that's the purpose. I still think this is um, incredibly fun to do because we're, we are talking about the technology that people can get their hands on right now. Uh, yeah. The pros and cons of those things. Retail, retail sorts of, of, of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's funny that as technology has gone so fast and progressed so quickly over the last, you know, few decades, uh, it makes it hard to even keep up with things that are supposed to be simple. And I think that's one of the things we're talking about today is things that are supposed to be made to be simple. Yet, I think we, uh, it may progress so fast that we're not even sure we've used it <laughs> effectively. Well, so. They're, they're supposed to be simple, but yeah, somehow we will find a way to turn this into an Just almost an hour podcast explaining how well, to do this. Well, um, I have no doubts about that. No, that's, right. We are talking about home automation today. Um, we've talked about home automation quite a bit in past episodes, but uh, we realized everything we've talked about with home automation is talking about some products that have come out or ways to use home automation, but we've never actually shown getting into home automation. I guarantee you, Brian, there's a lot of people, and I know I get asked this a lot. I'm sure you probably do too. People saying that they love the idea of getting a smart home or getting uh, their home 
built in with more smart technology, whether it be light bulbs, whether it be uh, light switches, whether it be appliances, things that they want to be able to talk to and use. And there's a lot of ways to do that um, where you could obviously go out and you buy something that is, is meant to be controlled by your, your phone or your wireless uh, internet connection. And it, it makes you install an app on your phone that will control that device. And that's okay. I mean, that is on a simple terms. That is the basic way you can get started with a smart home. But really what we want to talk about a little bit today is this idea of starting to build a smart home and what you can then do if you're using a platform. We're going to showcase two of them today uh, and show a little show and tell on how to do it, how you can use some platforms already available to you to really build a smart home, taking these different devices that you can add to your home. How do you add them to your home? And then how do you make them work together? How do you make them yeah. smart? Um, and that's where we get into some fun automations or, or things that we can show you how to do that can really, uh, you can get pretty creative with what you want these devices to do and how and when with a lot of different uh, tools available to you. Yeah. And the great news about all this that we're going to show is if you have a mobile device, uh, it can be an iOS, meaning iPhone or iPad. It can be an Android uh, these options are going to be available to you in one way, shape, or form to do this. All you're going to need is you need the actual device that you want to get to add to your home. And then we're going to show you how to take it from there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, predominantly anything fun. that's going to connect to the, anything that's going to connect to your Wi-Fi for the most part. And yours, you're going to show HomeKit a little later. I think that one is potentially yeah. still a little limited. Uh, it's getting, it is. it's getting much better mm-hmm. um, uh, in terms of its uh, availability, but um, so yeah, as long as you have a, have a device that you think you had a reason to buy it originally for it to connect to Wi-Fi for some reason or another, you wanted to be able to control it remotely. You wanted to be able to do something on its own. The beauty is once you have several of those, you can start to tie them together and make these kind of a little bit more elaborate routines happen. And, uh, and I think, you know, Alan, maybe before we get too far into this, I know there are still a lot of people that are, um, they're they're not big fans of having things connect to the internet and are sure. a little worried about big brother right uh, having access to everything that we're doing and that would be knowing me, that, by the way yeah well when voices is, vo- voices involved yeah well you are the big brother see nice okay see, so maybe maybe there. you should be back on the left right <laughs> <laughs> um but you know, if 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 you're someone who's really if you've already taken the step forward to say I don't mind to have some of my devices uh, on connected to the internet so that I can do some other things with it, now's where the exciting stuff happens, right? You've already you've already taken that step. You've already said I'm okay having some things join in. Now it's about let's let's see if we can actually uh, make this really efficient. The things okay. that and Alan, we've done this before, right? We have done a version of this. I think probably a couple of years ago where we talked about uh, some of the um, uh, voice assistants, right? The actual voice assistants mm-hmm. that we use, yeah. uh, but we didn't really get into how do you actually do it? How do you actually put this right. together? So this is a very nuts and bolts episode. So we're actually going to show you now we're going to be pulling some things up on the screen. So those that are choosing to watch this on video, uh, very fortunate. You'll be able to see what we're follow along with us, what we're doing. If you're listening on audio, we're going to do our best to explain what we're doing and kind of what we're seeing. But I do recommend if you really want to get into this, you may want to go hop on YouTube channel or uh, find us on the Facebook page where we post this video uh, 
of this yeah. live recording because this is going to be a very visual thing to see probably more so than we can do justice over audio. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And as Brian said, I'm going to be showing Apple HomeKit a little bit later. So that's one platform you could choose to use. Uh, Brian is going to be showing the uh, Amazon platform, which I can right. say Alexa because I don't have anything in my house that is Alexa driven. Brian's going to be very careful not saying the A I'm word. Gonna be, I'm going to be very often. careful not saying it too often. I will have to say it a few yeah. times because I'm going to demonstrate some things, but we'll just say yeah. the Amazon, the Amazon device, right? Okay. So we'll say the Amazon okay. device. So the Amazon platform is what I'm going to kind of demonstrate initially. All right. Good? So let's say, Brian, that uh, you are, let's say you decided you're going to go on the um, Amazon camp. Let's say you've decided to get some, uh, uh, you go to the store, you're deciding that you're going to add something to your home and you're going to add a device. You go to the store, you buy a, you know, whatever it may be, a smart bulb. You could buy a smart plug. You could yep. buy a thermometer, a Wi-Fi thermometer. You could buy a thermostat. All these mm -hmm. things you could get. Um, as long as, for Brian's case, as long as it says it works with Alexa. Correct. You're good to go. Yep. Um, what are the requirements at that point, Brian, if they bought the device, what else do they need to do on their phone or device to make this? Yeah. Work? So, so as Alan said, once you have the device and you've decided you're going to be putting that into your house and you're going to connect it, uh, to your Wi-Fi setup, um, then it's a matter of trying to figure out what is the app that I'm going to use to control it. So, uh, most of these devices that you buy will have their own version of an app, you know, for example, uh, Hue, right? Hue light bulbs. There is a Hue app, and the Hue app can control all of the Hue light bulbs that you might buy or the light sources that you might buy. Um, Alan, what are some of the others that are general? Like Wiz is one that I, I have. Sure. Um, uh, let's see. Look, some of the I, I use a lot from the company Morose. I use a lot yep. from Casa. Uh, Casa. Mm -hmm. Casa. Wemo. Uh, um, yep. Several. Wemo is great. Yeah. Yep. Again, all that matters is that when you find these devices anywhere you get them. You just you need to make sure that they do work with the the platform that you're going to kind of use as your home right. platform. Right. Um, and then and like be a little said, logo on the box. That's the yeah. easiest way, right? Look on the box. There'll be a little logo for the Google platform or the Amazon Alexa platform, or it'll say work with HomeKit. Right? Look for look for that. And if you if you don't see those, and it doesn't specifically say any of them. Then you can always, I would always advise kind of going online, uh, pulling out your phone, pull up Safari and then say, or pull up, you know, any web browser and just say, does this work with, you know, HomeKit? Does this work with Google Home? So you should be able to find that. Alan, if you want to, if you want to share my, my screen here, yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to walk through just a couple of things. So uh, briefly, I just wanted to, to show this is, <clears throat> this is the folder that I have on my phone just to show you that I have a number of different uh, apps that are controlling different devices in my house. Okay, the HydraWise is my watering system. The uh, Atomi Smart is my is a little heater that I have. Casa is some plugs, um, some outlets. Harmony is my remote control. Wemo has a plug. These are all um, the individual app that I initially downloaded when I bought the device, so that I could effectively set up the device and make sure that it's connected to. Um, connected to Wi-Fi. In some of those, you'll need the app, the initial app uh, for that company. You'll need it simply to get it connected to your Wi-Fi up front. Mm -hmm. Others might not. Others, you know, you you plug them in and they're already, you know, ready to go and you can access them in other ways. But, you know, let's assume that I, 
I bought a new, uh, well, there's my thermostat, Ecobee. You know, let's assume I bought an Ecobee and I went ahead and downloaded the app for Ecobee so that I could set it up appropriately on my phone, make sure it's connected to my Wi-Fi. Then once that happens, then everything that I'm going to be doing after that is from my Amazon Alexa app. Okay, right. so, that, so this that is app in the bottom. Can left. I pause for a second, Brian? Sure. Now, I think because I think this is important. I want to make sure people don't get tripped up because it is a little complicated. It's more complicated than it needs to be or should be, but this is the way we have to work with it. So you're talking about you buy at the store or online or wherever you get your device. More than likely, it is going to require you to install an app for that manufacturer. And that app, when you open it up, in general, each app is a little different, but in general, that app is going to say, okay, here are the instructions for setting up your new smart bulb or smart outlet, whatever it may be, whatever the device is. And it will walk you through setting it up. Now, at this point, you can use that app by itself to control your device if you want to turn it on or off. Some of them will let you do some basic scheduling. Some of them will let you do some basic settings. And that's fine. What we're talking about is now that you've completed that step, you've added it to your phone through its own app. Now you can move on to what we call your your smart home environment, which Brian is showing is the Amazon or Alexa yep. portal that he's going to use to bring it all together into one place. Okay, that's correct. That's correct. Sorry, so Brian, all of these. Sure that was clear. Yep. All of these apps were things that that is the company that made the device that I purchased. Mm-hmm. You know, I purchased a Wemo device. And when I did, I plugged it in the wall and then I had to download the app so that it would be able to. Because that's that's one of the things most of them will not just you plug into the wall. It's not going to connect to your Wi-Fi because your Wi-Fi is not open. Right. It's not you don't want things connecting to your Wi-Fi without your permission. So the app will allow you to go in and say, oh, OK, yes, you see that I have a new device. You can see it. Now I want it to connect to my Wi-Fi. It usually has a, a fairly easy setup process. But you're right. Once that's there and you've already you've already confirmed that it's going to work with the platform that you're going to use. For me, it is the, the Amazon platform. So I'm going to open up this uh, bottom left icon here for the Amazon. And you'll see now this is kind of the, the home page for the app to use for the Amazon platform. Um, and you can see right here that it's actually able to allow me to press on the button at the top and I can go ahead and speak to my phone and ask it to do things, right? Turn on this light, turn on this, open up this, right? As long as I've already made those connections. Um, I'm just, Alan, I'm going to do a really quick little overview of what the, the sections of the app, and then we'll go straight into these routines. But if you look down at the bottom, see it allows with Amazon, it allows you to do a number of different things within the app. So I can go to you know, communicate is where I could call someone, right? That also has another uh, one of these Amazon devices. I never use that. Uh, play is where I can actually use their music services uh, to be able to, to play. I can, you know, listen to different radio, all of that. If I wanted to listen through it through the app, okay? Uh, I never do that. Um, then on the devices tab down at the bottom, <clears throat> the devices is where this is where the connection is made for the things that I have purchased and put into my home and already set up through their app. So if I have a Wemo plug and I've already set it up through the Wemo device, now I can come in here and say, okay, I know I have a new smart device in my house. It's already been set up to work with my Wi-Fi. 
And oftentimes, unfortunately, I don't have anything new right now, but oftentimes there'll be something at the top, a little alert here that says you have two new devices that you could set up and use. It will notice that there's something on the Wi-Fi that it can connect with. Um, so you might be able to click on it and just say, show me what those devices are. Yes, let's go ahead and set that up. Let's make sure that I label it the way that I want to use it, that sort of thing. Um, so as you can see at the top, it's got a number of different categories of devices that can work with the, um, the Amazon app. So it could be some of the voice assistant devices like Dots, um, Amazon Dots, Amazon Show, all of that. Uh, lights, obviously, is probably the most popular that people are going to use is to make sure that their lights are able to do some automation, some trackers, different plugs, cameras, thermostats, uh, all of that. So you can have different devices. If I click on lights, you'll notice that I have a bunch of lights. Okay. Uh, not all of those are individual lights. Some of those are created into scenes, but if you look at the top, these are a number of different lights that I have and I've already labeled in my house. I have uh, Brian's side is my side of the bed. There's a light on my side of the bed. There's a light on Laura's side of the bed, right? And each one we've labeled separately. And those are just light bulbs, okay? Individual smart light bulbs. Um, so with each one of those, I could go in and just say, I want to turn on, click over there, turn on Brian's side, right? And that's on. Now, this is nothing to do with the voice. This is just me going in and saying that device is there, let me go ahead and turn it on, turn it off. All right, same thing can go with uh, other things like thermostats, right? I have one thermostat, okay, an Ecobee thermostat. I could control it here if I wanted to because I've already connected it. So what, what's important is that when you're looking at the devices, these are the things that are already there or the things you could set up now, okay? You can see there's also groups down at the bottom, right? If I wanted to say, well, I have three lights in my family room, three different things that are Let's go ahead and group those all three together to call it family room. So that if I ever wanted to say, turn the lights on in the family room, it does all three. And I can easily okay. go and create a new group Let, if I wanted to. Let's repeat that a little bit yeah. for people as well. So creating a group, mm -hmm. this is where you may have different devices that you've added into your Alexa app that you want to function kind of together in some way, shape, or form. So like you said, right. they're grouped. Some platform, I know HomeKit, we're going to show in a little while, calls them rooms. Right. But you've got groups, and that's the same basic idea. What do you want to kind of cluster together? So the idea being that if you wanted to say, yep, I want all four of these lights that are in this one room to act as a singular device, I can group them together and then tell the group to go turn on or off yeah. and it will handle yeah. that for you. Let me just show that real quick. So Alan, up in the top right, uh, you see the plus uh, uh, mm -hmm. the plus sign. So by clicking on the plus sign, you'll see that I can either add a new device. So if I have a device that I've uh, added to my Wi-Fi and I want it added in to the Amazon platform, assuming it didn't automatically recognize it, I can do that. I can also add a group. So if I click on add group, Okay, it's going to ask me, do I want to create a room uh, of devices, which is the easy uh, the, the thing that I'm planning to do, or do you want to create rooms or groups for things like music, right, to layer it together? But I'm going to try this first one here, and then I would say yes. I'm going to go next, and then these are all the things, or these are the, uh, the, these are the group options. So I could go up and name the group like downstairs or outside, right? You can see there's a number of options it gives you um, of uh, potential uh, 
uses, right? Common names, but you can just go in and give it a name. Uh, once you do, let's just say I'm going to make it the uh, the den. I haven't used den before. And then these are all the smart items that I have in my house. Okay, right. These are all the things that I've set up at some point in time. So you mm-hmm. can say, okay, in that, I'm going to consider that the, you know, the sliding door, the uh, media center, um, the living room, thermostat, uh, a heater. You could say all sure. of these things are part of the den. Okay. And then once I have all of that together, now, anytime I say, you know, when I uh, say turn on the den, I can go and tell it, what does that mean? It means all these things should then turn on or whatever the, the on function might be. Right. So it's mm-hmm. kind of nice if you, if you know, especially when you're talking about lights, lights and plugs, that makes it really easy because they're all on and off or they all have yeah. var- uh, variations of on and off. So that's right. uh, I think that's incredibly easy to do. So uh, those are things that if you, that's probably the second step of doing everything is that first step would be go in and make sure that, you know, that your Amazon platform can actually see the devices that you've purchased mm-hmm. and that you've plugged in and you've connected. And if so, now you have the ability to create these routines or these skills that go with it. When you want to take the next step, which is, oh, okay, I realize now I'm telling it to turn these five things on and those five things always want to come on together. Okay, well, let's go ahead and make it, you know, one group so that I can just say, turn that room on. And well, I'll- just imagine, let's just say you got a room that's got uh, track lights up and down the room and each, each bulb is a smart bulb that you've added and you want to control them as a group. And it's a lot better than going in and turning on five individual bulbs, one after another, you group them together and then your commands can be either through the app, clicking a button or through your voice saying, turn this group on and it will turn all of them on as a group. So it's just clustering them together so you can control them with one command instead of going individually to each one. Yeah. And Alan, we got a we got a question uh, that came in yep. that said, "Can you can you just set up a command to turn all the lights in the house on? For example, you know, Alexa, Alexa turn on all lights, right? Can yep. you do that? Find oh, it to do it. I mentioned it. Uh, no, actually, and and I'll, and I'll tell you, here's the here's the reason why it doesn't yeah. because um, it needs to be things are labeled by being lights. You can see mine's beeping at me saying, "Sorry." I'm having trouble understanding right now. Please try a little later. So, uh, but here's how this works. If I went in and said a routine of, hey, you know what? When I say turn all lights on, you'll notice that if I click on lights up here, there's a lot of lights, right? I have a lot of things that I have uh, in my, oh, actually, looks like it did. It did turn a bunch of them on, Brian. I think it did. Oh, I think you I might think be it, right. Yeah, I think, I think you saying that command. On. I think Alexa knew that command already. So, and you can it see the ones on that most didn't turn on. Christmas tree. I don't have that plugged in. Anymore. You don't have. A plug- I don't have a. I don't have that outlet in. Okay. So yeah, so all the lights are on in your house right now. Yep. Thank but you, I Shane. Say, I, I think that <laughs> I think that you are going to want to adapt that when you get it. So you go and say, when I say this, yeah. make sure all of those like because sometimes I have recognized that the Amazon uh, platform will think something is a light when it's not really light, or if it's mm. an outlet, it doesn't know that it's a light unless you tell it it's a light, right? So yeah. you'll want to kind of include that in a little later. So, um, but let's, Alan, let's get in, because I, I want to I get to the most important thing here that we were going to talk about, which is to actually create some of these routines, right? Okay. So up to this point, right, you know that your, your devices are in there, 
you know that you have them and you have them available to be able to work with. Um, now I'm going to go to this last tab, which is more at the bottom. And then you'll see one of the options there is routines. And okay. routines is where you can set up a number of different routine. And routines, according to the Amazon platform, is when you tell it, um, it you tell it input and output, right? When when this happens, do this. Okay, yeah. it's like the if then then that platform that you mm -hmm. and I used before, Alan. So um, I'm, I'm going to show you. These are a few that I have set up already uh, in mine. Um, for example, one that we use all the time. Uh, I'm going to click on the one that says "Good night." Um, and if I click on that, you'll see how it's set up. It says, when I say, okay, up at the top here, when when mm -hmm. I say the A word, that good word, night. A word, good night, yep. Then these are the things that she is going to do. She's going to turn my office lamp off. She's going to turn the heater off if I happen to have it on. She's going to turn my upper string lights and lower string lights outdoors off. And then anything else that I have considered lights. So there's you know, Shane's idea of all lights. I just went ahead and kind of, connected all these and said, any of those things, I want you to turn them all off. And then at the end, I also added something that said, um, she'll speak back to me and say, sleep tight, Laura, Brian, and Stella, right? So that's uh, what it speaks to say that happened, right? You can also just say, beep at me to show me that you've done it. Because um, that's the other thing, if you're in bed or you're getting ready to go to bed, you don't know if they actually did it or not. So it's nice to have some little cue at the end that says, yes, I got it. Right. Yeah, that's actually it. really good. That's really a smart idea because, you know, sometimes, unfortunately, these home home automations, sometimes you can find that they may lose a connection here and there or may not right. respond to your to your voice exactly like you're expecting. You put in a command to say, after you've done all this, also say this command. That is your cue to let the you know it heard your command and it performed all those actions. Correct. Correct. That's good. Yep. So, so that's a very simple one, right? And that's one of the ones that um, Amazon will actually suggest to you. Like, hey, here's mm -hmm. one that's for good night. You just have to go in and kind of customize it by saying, what is the word I actually want to say? And what's the words that I want her to say back? And what's the things I want her to do? Um, I'll, I'll show you another really quickly. Um, this one I thought was kind of interesting. Um, Calm my dog. Okay, so this one was one that, that Amazon had recommended that says, if my living room dot, which is one of the, the little Amazon input uh, devices, if it detects that my dog is barking, and if that happens between 8 a.m. and 5 p.m., <laughs> then I want you to set the volume to three, so keep the volume low, but I want you to then say hello to my dog, and I want you to send me a notification that you're doing this, so my phone will then notify me that, hey, by the way, Stella was barking, and then I want you to play calming music through the Amazon dot. Is right? that a so you can actually set all of these things, Heaven. Is that a playlist you set up on? Uh, yeah, yeah so I'll click playlist. on that. You can see, you can actually tell it what provider. And I actually don't have anything called dog calming music. So I tried that earlier. Uh, I just typed in dog calming music. And then I told it Apple Music. So it's going to, I think, search for something that actually uh, seems to be right. Well, let's play it, Alan. I haven't actually tried this one. So yet, so. If it starts playing Metallica or something, I'm really going to question. Well, that's quite possible. That's quite possible. All right. So up at the top right, I can just tell it I want to play the routine just to see what happens. Okay. Oh, but you know what? This isn't the living room dot. Hold on a second. Okay. You can see at the top, I did get a notification. My dog is barking. My dog was heard barking. Okay. 
Now, of course, I'm Just not going to hear it because that's in the other room. Let's do it's this. In another room, but it should be playing. I'm gonna change right? this living room dot. I'm going to change it to master bedroom because that's the one I'm using right now. Sorry, okay. I brought in that master bedroom one. So let's mm -hmm. try it again. Play the routine. You'll see my notice come in at the top. My dog was barking. Let's see if it starts playing. Nothing like a real-time test here to see how this works for you. Well, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not hearing any dog calming, not hearing any dog calming, dog calming music. Oh, is it like a dog whistle where it's only music that dogs can hear? <laughs> how about this? How about uh, chill music? I think that may be more likely to be something that's on. Here we go. Let's see if that does anything. And also, it's quite possible it doesn't happen yet because it usually takes about a minute or two for it to sync the system anytime you change your routine. But let's mm -hmm. see if that let's see if that works. Oh, this is this is good, Brian. This is good podcast material right here. This is great. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm excited. You're welcome. While we're waiting for this, we, an audible, we threw an audible there. We threw an audible. So yeah, but uh, basically you. Alexa gives you, or, or the Amazon platform, you do have some routines that it can suggest for you where it's already kind of yep. built an idea of a, of a routine and you just plug in your own specific devices on it. Or yep. you could truly go in and just completely create your own very custom routine, right? Yeah, so it's a good example. Right up at the top, you've got featured. So it's going to give you some examples of things that it says a lot mm -hmm. of people are using. You know, like if you're, um, oh, weather after alarm. So you could say whenever you, whenever your alarm goes off, assuming you're using the alarm uh, within your Amazon device, whenever that happens, whenever you say, you know, snooze your alarm or turn off your alarm, it's going to start reading the weather to you so mm -hmm. that you know, hey, I'm getting up. Here's my weather that day. Um, activity over here, there's lots of other things that it is going to suggest, you know, if what's the... The different times of the day that things are going to happen. Now, let me just let me just show you one really quickly uh, of starting from the beginning. So, if I go to click in the plus in the top right, mm -hmm. I can say enter a routine name. Uh, let's just say I'm going to have one that's called party, okay. and then I say when this happens. Okay, so how about when uh, I say let's party? So you're typing in an actual voice command that you this want to be able to This is what I would say. Yep. This when is you what do I would this, say. you're now triggering this routine. Okay. Okay. So when I say this, Larry, then I'm going to click on action, and I can have Alexa say something. Okay. Sorry. I need to wake you. So I'm going to do a custom one that just says, um, okay, Brian. Let's rock. Right. All right. It's Alexa's super hip. Yeah. She is. She is. And then I'm going to add an action uh, after that that says, after that happens, uh, let's have music play. And of course, since you mentioned it, let's, let's say hair bands are going to play. Yes. And then provider, how about let's choose Pandora, which I've already connected. So next. So... All right. So, and then at the bottom, this is pretty. This is pretty important. Do you want it to happen with whatever device hears you to begin with? So, if you have a bunch of these in your house, 
Do you want it to play back only on the device that you spoke to, or do you want it to always play on a particular device? Okay, so I'm going to actually make sure it's the master bedroom because that's the one that's right in front of me. All right. So I'm just going to save that. And okay. then as you can see, it may take up to a minute for this to, to work, but let's just see what happens. Um, so there's your party routine. Yeah. Let's party. Okay, Brian, let's rock. And I'm searching for music. There we go. There we go. See, now we're okay. Now we're okay. Okay. Alexa. a little poison out there. It's uh, not, not too bad. So, uh, so you just created a simple routine. Now, to simple the devices routine. that were involved in that that routine were just your smart, your little uh, Amazon dot. Correct. Uh, which is you know your Amazon Alexa device. Let's say if you wanted right. to do a routine that actually was triggered by your voice, but actually controlled another device, like some well, other home element. device. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's say I keep that same device, and instead mm -hmm. of instead of play hairband, so I'm going to actually take that one away, and I'm going to add something else. Like from the smart home, I'm going to click on lights and say I want the couch lamp mm -hmm. to turn on and click brightness, and I want it to you know lower down to low brightness. Okay. Then I want, uh, let's do something else with plus. I'm going to also, what else could I add in here? Um, how about um, smart home, all devices. And then I can go and look for just something else of interest. Like, okay, the heater, I'm going to turn the heater on. And I'm going to mm -hmm. set the temperature of the heater to 72 Okay. okay. And then of those, once it's so you're doing now if, now, if I say yeah. let's party, it's going to turn the heater on, cut it to 72. It's going to turn my couch lamp on and it's going to set it to 16%. And it's going to say, okay, Brian, let's rock. So those yeah. things are going to happen. And um, the voice itself is only going to happen from this particular dot that I set up. Normally, you would probably tell it to have that repeat wherever you, wherever it heard you. So if it hears you in a different part of the room, it should speak back to you in that part of the room. But uh, yeah. that is an example of how you can just add all these things together. So right? You just stitched together three different devices. You've got your Alexa yeah. that's getting your, hearing your voice and it's going to talk to you at the end. You've got your heater and you've got a lamp yeah. all triggered from one voice command to all uh, trigger, trigger their actions at that yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. And Alan, now, I'll, I'll, let, let me really quickly just show you one last one, because this one, it's probably more likely to be used by everybody. See at the bottom here, I have it turned off, but getting home, this one I thought was incredibly helpful. So uh, I called it getting home and uh, the, the win, instead of me saying anything, right, which is what we've been doing so far, I'm going to click on the win. I actually put it so that when I arrive home, Okay, and it knows where my home is. And it says, when you arrive in a certain area, and I'm going to widen that, say, when I arrive anywhere close to my home, let's say within a mile of my home, okay, click next. All right, that's got my address. Please don't send anything nasty. Um, and then I can click then when, and I put every day between, say, 6 p.m. and midnight. So if I arrive home between 6 p.m. and midnight, 
here's the things I want you to do. Set my thermostat to 72, turn my office lamp on, turn all the string lights outside on, turn my bedroom lights on, turn my couch lamp on. And then I could do things like uh, wait five minutes because <laughs> I just drove in and then welcome me home. Right. So yeah. when I get in, speak to me and tell me, welcome home, master. Yeah. Right? So those are the things that you could do. You could actually click a lot of these options that could be mm -hmm. triggered, not just by a voice, uh, but by where you are. Now, of course, that requires me to have my phone in my pocket and allow mm -hmm. sure. uh, location services, which I actually turned on strictly for this. I normally don't have that. I normally don't have, have okay. the Amazon app always tracking yeah. me. Um, but mm -hmm. if you're comfortable doing that, great. Um, you could also do something like if if this camera, which I have on my driveway, notices something movement, turn on this light, this light, this light, right? So there's a number of different yep. things that can all happen from within that app, assuming all of those devices are already plugged in. Well, and I think the, the key thing I wanted to make sure you, you showed and you just did is that the trigger for when something happens doesn't have to be initiated by you. It can be triggered right. by something else on your smart home device. So once you've added a device to your smart home and you use an app like the Alexa app or the one I'm going to show you in a minute, you now have some additional options. So if I added a thermostat to my smart home, all of a sudden the temperature of my thermostat can be a trigger for something else to happen. For example, yeah. I could say, all right, if the my my win in your routine would be the thermostat hits 72. Yep. When the thermostat hits 72, I want to turn off the heater in the basement, just as an example. I'm not saying this makes any logical yep. sense, but yep. that'd be the idea behind it. So right away, you know, uh, you don't have to perform anything to make these routines happen. They can all be based on other devices on your network and the metrics or things that they're monitoring, observing, and tracking. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a number of there's a number of triggers, which is really nice. Um, yeah. You'll even notice here there's one that's sound detection. I showed that one earlier when it says when I notice a dog is barking inside, I'm going mm -hmm. to do this. Right. It also has yeah. the ability, which is kind of nice, of if I hear glass breaking, yeah, I'm going to sure. I'm going to turn on music really loudly or make it sound like people are home, and I'm going to send you a notification that says, yeah. "Get home, something just broke." Just um, heard glass break. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If, uh, if the That's fire right. alarm goes off, right? And actually, this one happened the other day, Alan. The fire alarm on the TV, someone's fire alarm went off. And all of a sudden, we both got a notification that says, uh, there's a fire alarm going off in your house, which was great, right? Great to know that uh, that's some of the stuff. But that's one of the features yeah. we had put in. So, right. so, you know, once you have those things in, Amazon yeah. does a pretty good job. Now, I would just remind you, anytime you're using voice, you have to go ahead and commit to the fact that it's always listening to you. And I know yeah. that is the big trigger that a lot of people have is they don't like the fact that they're turning the microphone on and it's constantly listening to you because that means it's also listening to everything else. I personally don't mind it so much, uh, so I keep it on and I like the convenience more than I do my privacy. Um, <laughs> but if you wanted that not to happen, you could actually tell it, turn the microphones off on all of my devices and only trigger via other things like location or like, yeah. um, you know, the uh, time of day, when this time of day happens, do this, right? When, right. when weather is this, do this. So, uh, yeah, cause there's a lot of those routines. There's a lot of those actions, like you said, that don't have to be voice dependent. Right. I mean, Brian, I've got voice capability all throughout my house, but 
sometimes I just, I don't use my voice. If I've got my phone in my hand already, I'm walking around the house. I just pull up my, my app and I'll just click the button to do that action yep. instead of yep. using my voice. So if you are someone who chooses not to use your voice because you don't want the microphones listening, you can absolutely still trigger all these routines or set these up. Just know that you'll need to have a device of some sort to trigger them as opposed to your voice. If your voice yeah. is going to be the, the actual driver for it. Um, that's great. Well, Brian, how about let's, I think let's we've shown over. good on, on the Amazon side. Let's flip over yeah. to HomeKit. I want to show a little differences because again, these are for people who have Mac devices or iPhones or iPads. This home app is already on your device and available to use just like the Alexa app that Brian was showing, but you may choose to use HomeKit instead of Alexa. So this on the screen, this is my current HomeKit home page. So this is the home app on an iPad or iPhone. It comes standard with the operating system on your Mac. If you have a, a Mac with a fairly recent version of the operating system, it has a Mac or a home app on it as well. And they all work together. They will all show the same things on your different devices if you're logged into the same iCloud account. So my home works pretty similar, Brian, to, to the Alexa. A lot of the mechanics are the same. Um, the big difference here is that this is showing me kind of a status of all the devices, accessories, or groups I have set up in my house already. I do have a nice button just like you had, the plus button where I can add something to this. So same idea, if I have added a new smart outlet plug to my home, and I've installed the app for that manufacturer and I got it configured, as long as it's HomeKit compatible with my HomeKit system, I can go to add accessory and it will look on my network to see if it can find that device. I don't have any right now to set up, but you would see it pop up and say, oh, hey, I see that you've added a new device, a new smart device to your home that's compatible with HomeKit. We can go ahead and add this to your HomeKit setup. And when you do, it becomes one of these tiles. You see these little tiles, square tiles all throughout. It becomes a tile, right, when it gets added to your, your home kit setup. So I've got one, the you know, front yard lights, garage door left, garage door right, my kitchen counter lights, and so forth. Are Each tile controls either a single device I've added or I've turned it into a group, just like you were showing, or a combination where I can control them at one time, okay? Now, something... Over here, we use the terminology rooms on HomeKit. Uh, same idea for groups. You were showing a group where you could group different items together. This is my home screen where I can tell which tiles I want to see on my home screen, the ones I may use more often. And by just touching them, I am able to activate or deactivate them. So you can see front yard fountain. I have it on right now. I touch it and it turns off and it just dims itself off to let me know it's off. So this is my favorites, but if I wanted to go dig into my, my house, I can put things in different rooms. So let's say if I go into uh, my den, now it's showing me all the items that are very specific to my den. That I When I brought the device in and I added it to HomeKit, I said, add this to my den room because I want to be able to see it in this den view. You can see I've got five light bulbs. These are all my poster lights. You can actually see them behind me. Over top of the posters, I've got them named for each poster because I like knowing which one's which. So I've got like five of those, but I've actually got a group that collects them all together. So if I click just the group, it turns them all on and off. 
And I've got some different items, my sound system, my Apple TV. I've got my fan, which is the fan over my shoulder. It is a Wi-Fi HomeKit controlled fan, so I can turn it on from here as well. Now, to kind of, so a lot of that functionality, very similar. I can, can control yeah. all of this from here. Um, let me show you some of the automations, the way they work on HomeKit, because you have a lot of the same capabilities, just different ways of doing it. So let's say that I have, um, I want to create a new automation. I use my plus button up here in the top. And I can say, instead of adding an accessory, which is where I add a new device to my HomeKit, I can either add a scene or I can add an automation. Scenes and automations are just a little bit different. I'm going to do automation first. So this is my automation window. It's asking me to create an automation very similar to what you just showed us. It's asking me, what is the event? Choose what you want this automation, when you want this automation to occur. Do I want it to happen when people arrive at the house? Because I happen to have all four of my family members that live here on our uh, Find My Friends network on iCloud. So it knows when our phones come into contact with our house or come near our house. So that could be one of the triggers. I'll say if somebody arrives at the house or if somebody leaves, I could trigger it at a time of day. I could trigger it when I, an accessory, something else on the smart network does something or if a sensor detects something. So let's start with the sensor. If I say, yeah, I want to, I want to have an automation happening whenever a sensor detects something. So I'm going to choose that. It is now showing me the devices in my home that it treats as sensors. It feels like have the sensor capability where they were looking for something. And if something happens, then it can trigger this routine. So I actually have a water sensor down in my basement near my water heater. So if I check that and say, okay, that's what I want the trigger to be. I want my water sensor to trigger like something happening. And now it asks me, okay, well, what do you want the basement water sensor to detect? Or the only thing the basement water sensor detects is it detects a leak. So that's by default checked. Yes, I want it to do something if it detects a leak. Now, I can filter it and say, do I want it to be within a certain time? Yeah. If I want to say, I only want it to happen at night, or I only want it to happen during the day, or I only want you to trigger this uh, maybe at certain hours of the day, I can go in and actually be very specific with the start and end time for this automation to run. If I don't choose a time, by default, it's just any time, meaning 24-7, it's, it's ready to perform this action. Now, the other option I've got is, based on what people are in the house or not. So if I say that I do want it to be that it only does this function when someone is home. Now it knows all four of my family members, my home kit, I registered all four home of my, my, my family members with it. So it knows all four of us. And if it knows that one of the four of us is home, then it is permitted to do this, this action. Uh, or I can say when I specifically am home, just me. Uh, or I can just turn it off and say, you know what? It doesn't matter who's home or not. You do this action regardless of whatever happens there. And then you go next again. And then you say, okay, now what do you want it to have happen when it detects a water leak? What do you want to have happen? And I can have lights come on. If I want to have all the lights in the house kind of come on all at once to kind of notify me that, hey, there's something going on down the basement. Um I can do my HomePod, which is my voice assistant to give me a message and tell me to, to say something, you know, so I could choose that, for example. And now if I go next, I can say what my audio is. 
And I can get really specific. Do I want it to play a certain song? Do I want it to actually say something? I can actually go in and control what's going to happen on that HomePod, my actual home speaker, because of this automation. So again, I'm just getting deeper and deeper down the list of creating this automation. And once I get it the way I want it, well, I got to add the audio to this. Hold on. Let's just say I'm going to play, play audio and uh, I'll just do radio. And it's letting me choose and sure. I'll just do uh, Apple Music Country. Okay, if I hear country play music playing in my house, I know it something's wrong. Gonna, something's so, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a country music fan. That's all. It's uh, just my, my personal thing. Alert. So, alert. So now that is that is my that is my automation. Okay, if it detects a water leak down in the basement with my little twenty dollar water detector I put down in the basement, that works with HomeKit and I've added it to my HomeKit environment. If it detects water leak down in the basement, it's now going to play on my home speaker up here in my den. It's going to play country music. Yeah, and that's my routine. So cool. that gets just kind of kind of cool to set that up, and now it's available to me to use. These are all automations here that are set up currently. So I can go back to my home. And if I want to see, if I want to see what automations I've actually got currently set up, I can actually go in, click and hold on any of these tiles and actually go and see the options for that device. And I can see that I've already got two automations on yard lights. One is at 11.59 PM, I turn, they turn off. And then at sunset, they turn on. So sunset, mm. the outdoor lights turn on and yep. right at midnight, they turn off. So that's uh that's kind of nice too. And that's really the simplest ways you can set those up. If I want to add another automation to it and say, uh, let's do it um, when something else happens. So let's say if I want my outdoor yard lights to come on anytime I turn on my fan in the den, again, I have no idea why you would do this, but, I could trigger that as well. I want my den to turn on when my den fan turns on. That is the trigger to now turn on the outdoor front yard lights. Yeah, it makes sense. So mm -hmm. they all start to talk together. They can all trigger each other just like they can on the, uh, like you showed on the Alexa as well. Yeah. Um, Alan, can I just really quickly jump in earlier when yeah. you, when you came across the um, timing of these things. So I want this to happen, this to happen, but you can set it to only do during these times. Mm -hmm. I strongly advise people to think about that carefully <laughs> to say, um, for example, if you're getting notifications about something happening or movement happening from a camera or some of these things, do set it so that either you're not having it happen when you're <laughs> happen to be at the house because you get really annoyed by it, or you may find that you know this nighttime thing that I want to have happen really only needs to happen later at night, because if it happens yeah. throughout the day, it's just going to annoy me. Because I find a lot of people, I've actually talked to people that will that will say, I started with some automations, it got so annoying, I turned them all off and I gave up on it. Yeah. And that's probably because they didn't dig enough in to really think about how to massage that automation so that isn't something that's going to annoy you, that's only going to happen when you actually wanted it to happen um, and go from there. Let me show a perfect example on that, Brian. My kitchen counter lights, I've got some string lights underneath my counters in my kitchen that look really nice when they're up on, um, but I only need them to come on at night. I don't need them to come on 
during the day because the kitchen's bright enough and you know, I don't need the lights. And I don't want to just waste the electricity when nobody's there or it's bright outside and we don't really need lights under our counter. So my counter lights, um, just to let you see how this is set up, they are located in my kitchen. So I put them in my kitchen room. So I've got them in that kitchen group. It currently, this grouping of accessories includes three accessories. I've got three of these strips running in my kitchen. So I group them together, call them kitchen counter lights, and now I can automate this group of kitchen counter lights the same way. So my automations here are, I don't have those first two turned on, at sunset, so it detects when it's sunset outside. So that's a good thing too. I started out by putting in a specific time for them to turn on, but of course throughout the year, nighttime or sundown is different times of the day. So instead I just said, all right, look, Siri, just go ahead and anytime you say it's sunset, that's when this gets triggered. So during the summer, sunset may be 8.30 at night. During the fall, winter, it could be 5.30 p.m. So it's going to change dynamically throughout the year, which is nice. At sunset, I want to turn the kitchen lights to 34%, but leave them on. Because I want to have the lights on from sunset until 10 o'clock. At 10 o'clock, turn them off. Okay? But then what I do is I have another set of automations on to say, after 10 o'clock and until 6 in the morning, if you detect motion, because I have a little motion sensor that comes with my security system that works with HomeKit. If you detect motion near the kitchen, turn the lights on. Because that means somebody has walked downstairs to the kitchen, and I want those counter lights to turn on for them automatically so you don't have to go and turn them on yourself. And then once it detects that there is no more uh, uh, occupancy in that area, turn them off. So it's watching through that motion sensor. If it sees somebody there standing nice. there moving, it leaves the light on. When they leave, it takes about maybe 20 seconds of no occupancy for it to trigger it. Once somebody leaves, after about 20 seconds, they shut off. So yeah, you never cool. have to worry about yeah. somebody who needs to get a glass of water in the middle of the night or something like that, having to go manually turn on a bunch of big lights. It's just enough lighting for them to see their way around without uh, blaring the rest of the house. So that's my automations for that group of three lights. And again, these strip lights I bought from Best Buy. They happen to be HomeKit compatible. I had to download the NanoLeaf app to be able to set them all up. But once I set that up and the NanoLeaf app that came with it, it brought them into HomeKit. I added them into HomeKit. I never have to open that NanoLeaf app again. Everything I'm doing with these lights are right here in HomeKit. So That's cool. Yeah. So I... I let me let me first of all say for people who are trying to think about the the different platform that you might jump onto. You know, we we went over Amazon, we went uh, over the uh, Apple HomeKit. Google is probably very similar to Amazon in in the way in which it operates. Uh, I can personally say, after seeing Alan go through this, that uh, the HomeKit is is slicker. I think it's much smoother. I think there's a lot of cool things specifically as you have here. You can actually see your camera action, mm -hmm. you know, within the app, which I think is great. The biggest downside, and you want to keep keep this in mind, is just the available accessories under HomeKit. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Alan, as, as you've gone through here, I pulled up my, I do have the HomeKit app or the Home app on my phone. And I remember I tried to set up my house a while back in my home. Yeah. And, I, and if you remember me scrolling through all of my devices that I had on mm -hmm. Amazon, I mean, maybe 50, I'm guessing. Yeah. And I just clicked here to add devices, and I think it came up with five. 
that it yeah. could possibly get, well, right? So look, there's a lot of things that I have obviously purchased over the years that only were Amazon uh, or Google. I think both of those tend to go yeah. together. Um, so well, you're for right. me, if I want to work with this, what I think is a much better system and a much better uh, setup, is going to be a lot of new purchases that are going to have oh, to no. happen, right? It is yeah. pretty much once you decide which route you're going to go, you kind of got to go all in on that because, yep. yeah, that was the biggest frustration deciding to go with HomeKit. I use HomeKit because every device around me is an Apple device in my house. Uh, my kids use iPhones. It just, I wanted something simple and I wanted it to work across all of our devices without any hassle. Um, but you're right. The trade off is I can't walk into a Best Buy and just grab a cool looking smart home product off the shelf. Because yep. it's not going to work. Um, I have to go specifically and search for HomeKit compatible devices, which are maybe one out of every four or five devices you find will be HomeKit compatible. Um, so that's a challenge. The other challenge, Brian, there are some functions you'll you'll see with HomeKit where I can't do quite as many things with my devices um, automation-wise as Alexa will let you do. Um, right. I mean, you know, even just like what do you – what do you want Alexa to say? And do you want Alexa to tell a joke if something, as soon as you walk in the door, if it detects your motion in the house, it's not going to get quite that creative, you know, as far as some of the bells and whistles that you can get for my purposes, it does everything I needed to do. HomeKit's great, but it's, uh, it is just, you just got to be understanding that you're going to have to go all in on HomeKit only compatible devices to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get it, it's great. I'll tell you the the my favorite HomeKit kind of trigger automation, Brian. You see the uh, the Logitech doorbell camera I've got in the bottom left corner. Yep. Okay, yep. so that is my my doorbell camera. It, it is set to trigger uh, if somebody steps into the floor space down below. I, mm-hmm. I had to set a zone to make sure it only triggers it on the floor because, as you can see, there are cars, cars zooming yeah. by my house twenty four seven. So I can't. I can't just say anytime you see motion on the doorbell, trigger it because I'd be triggered constantly. So, so, I, I, so if I run, so if I run through your yard naked, throwing toilet paper up in your trees, I it won't will not it. trigger. Okay. Nope. You knock yourself out, man. Go for Good it. No. Um, but that bottom little sensor below is the trigger spot now. So what happens is if the doorbell gets triggered and I say, yep, if I detect notion, because HomeKit is all throughout my Apple devices, if I'm watching TV in my, on my Apple TV, the camera, if it detects motion or somebody rings the doorbell, it actually pops up a little corner window in my screen on my Apple TV yeah, and showing me this camera view. So if somebody comes up and rings the doorbell, I can just, on my TV set, just pops up on the Apple TV in the corner, I see this exact window I can decide, oh, it's just some sales guy. I don't want to go answer it or whatever. Uh, and that's to me where that's where HomeKit does have some really nice advantages because the stuff just works together. It would not to say you couldn't do that through an Alexa environment. You certainly could. It would just take more trying to map out a how lot that more massaging. a lot more yeah. massaging. Yeah. But I love the flexibility you've got on Alexa and a lot more capabilities, a lot more details you can do that I, I probably couldn't do. But, um, for what I do need to do, this this does perfect for me. So yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so Very Brian, cool. that's home automation kind of from a bird's eye view. I think the biggest thing I wanted to accomplish with this is, so many people tell me that they want to get into this 
that all they've ever used are just the apps that come with the device they bought. And again, right. if they want to turn on the light, they got to go to their phone. They got to open up that particular light bulb app, <laughs> hit the button to turn it on. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not really a true smart home. A smart home is when everything works together. And that's when you yeah. use HomeKit or Google Home, which we didn't cover, but it's very similar to all this we're showing. Yeah. Or you use Alexa, which Brian showed. That's really your three main options for building a true uh, house-wide network that can work together. And uh, I tell you, building these automations is fun. I have so much fun when a new it device is. comes in, trying to figure out how can I trigger this from some other device or some other action. Um, I scared my kids the first couple days we were in our new house. I had it triggered that whenever one of them came home. And right after they were detected being home, if they open the front door, which I have a door lock on that's automated and they detect it's open, then it's to blare this really loud music out of this one speaker <laughs> near the door. They That lasted about six hours. And then I got, uh, I, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. So, um, but again, just, you can start stitching things together and it gets yeah. really fun to work with. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, home security is a big one. Um, just being able to say, turn these lights on when this stuff happens or, you know, notify me when this occurs, uh, turn the lights on, you know, at this time of night, right? All the things that, that you know you want to do to try to keep yourself safe, many of those things can be automated so that if you happen to forget, you can still be safe. I mean, you know, things like if I'm gone out of town and I put it on vaca vacation mode, I want you to turn the lights on every day. Uh, at six o'clock and I want you to turn them off at eight and then turn them back on again at nine just to show people that, you know, that are outside that maybe I'm home, right? And it's turning on and off, or I want you to randomly turn lights on and off, you know, throughout the day. You can do those things. You yeah. can create automations. Um, and as long as you can come up with the trigger and you can come up with the actions and you can define those so that they're not going to be annoying to you, uh, I think they're great. Uh, I think they're, they're really effective ways to you know, have things happen that you may forget to do, but you know you want to, to do and will make your life a little easier, may make it safer, uh, may make it more fun, may make it more comfortable. Um, I think they're, uh, they're great, uh, great things to play with. So, yeah. Last little quick one I'll show you. So I have a, I didn't really mention scenes in HomeKit, but I mean, basically they're just, instead of a typical routine, they're kind of more of a grouping of a whole lot of different devices, kind of setting a scene for you in your home. So I have one that's just den lights on. It turns on all the lights in my den. My favorite is dinner and a movie. So I have a, my projectors over screened over here on the side of the room. As you can see, there's lights all around me in my den when I'm have my lights on in here. But I, um, I wanted to have a very specific setting to say, okay, if I'm going to watch a movie, but I'm also maybe eating dinner here and, I, or I'm needing to still have a little bit of light. I don't want all the lights completely off. I set dinner in a movie as an option. Dinner in a movie is my scene, and that's the words I use. That's what Siri responds to if I say this. And it knows to only turn on these two poster lights in the back of the room. All the others go off. So uh, near the projector screen, it's nice and dark, but I've got some backlighting behind me in case I am needing to see something in front of me. I don't want to be in the pitch dark. I'm getting ready to add these curtains an automation tool yep. that I'm, I'm getting in that will then pull those curtains closed automatically for me, the drawstring curtains. 
So that way, again, it's like you can start to create your whole scene of what you want your room and space to look like. And it's all done through here. As long as you buy the devices, again, don't get me wrong. The devices are the expensive part. <laughs> That's where yeah. you're going to spend money. Yeah. Unfortunately, they are, they can be pricey, especially if you go after home kit ones, they're typically going to be a little bit more expensive than others. But once you get the devices added in, building all of this and using your home app is a completely free environment to use. So you just go in and have fun. Same with the Alexa. You go in, you get the Alexa app, and you just start having fun with it and build those things out. You try them out. I mean, uh, we've had automations we used for a little while, and we're like, yeah, maybe the timing's a little off on this one, or I don't know if we really need to have this light come on with this. So just go in and tinker with the automation and fix it, and you're good to go going forward. So uh, I could talk about this stuff all day, Brian. I have so much fun with this kind of this kind of setup. So uh, I do encourage anybody well, decides to Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I liked what you what you did there with the, the dinner and movie, although I was getting very excited thinking that it would turn on your microwave or something, or it would, you know, get the oven going, or it would dial Domino's and get your uh, your pizza ordered. Um, and I, I mean, there's... I was I was expecting a little bit more with dinner and a movie. Well, but. I know uh, it, it's a Sorry. it's a work in progress. I'm still building okay. the perfect dinner and a movie setup. Um, yeah, I have a I have an oven that is a smart oven we bought when we got into our house here. Unfortunately, it's not home kit. That's one of those examples where there's not really a home kit stove. It is a it'll work with Amazon or Alexa. We just have the app that goes with the stove, and it will notify us if we're preheating the oven to a certain degree it'll ping up a notification on our phone to say hey it's it's there or if something if the stove is empty for a long period of time but the heat was left on it will notify us that hey you might want to turn your stove off because it's still on and i'm not really cooking anything right now um i wish it was i think it's one of the only items in our house that's not home kit and it it was painful to buy it because i just (laughs) didn't like that but um but you got to do what you got to do. We needed a stove. So, yeah. um, you know, yeah. it worked. Yeah. Um, it's good. So, yeah, it's, uh, it is a lot of fun. It's, it's a, a great deal of uh, enjoyment to get out of it if you kind of build your stuff out right. Uh, so I encourage anybody, if this was kind of your first foray into getting into any of this or at least seeing what's capable, you ever want to just bounce around some ideas? You're looking to do something in your home that you need some uh, smart home advice with. Um, we're happy to kind of uh, give you some feedback. Brian, how would somebody, uh, how do they need to reach us? Yeah, as always, you can email us at uh, info at the mesh.tv. So info at the mesh.tv. As Alan said, as to your ideas, uh, uh, challenges that you're having. I mean, I think Alan and I love to kind of help each other out. Even before the show started, he mentioned, well, I can't do this yet. And I said, well, what about this? He said, well, no, that doesn't work. But we love kind of picking those apart and trying to figure out if there might be another creative way of doing it. Um, so let us know what kind of challenges you're having or what uh, uh, things you would love to see uh, us talk about in the future. Or go to our website at www.brothers-n-tech.com. And uh, you can see uh, previous the episodes. Uh, you can go back to uh, earlier episodes we had on digital assistants. If you want to learn a little bit more about those, the voice assistants, um, we've got something from uh, probably a year and a half, two years ago that is still uh, that would still be accurate. They those have uh, themselves have not changed that much. Um, it's really the software within them that has now changed. So, 
Um, but uh, let us know. Let us know if you have any questions, you have any ideas of future topics, and uh, we'd love to love to jump into some of those with you. Yeah. That sounds great. Well, Brian, I guess we're going to wrap this up. We've been going long enough. Talk, I mean, again, I know you and I could you talk like about an this automation for, for this. You have like an automation for. I don't know if we have an automation. Yeah. Um, hey Siri, turn on den fan light. It should come on here any moment now. If I did that right. Oh no, it's turning on the den fan. Hey Siri, turn on the den fan light. See, that should get the light on here. There we go. There we go. Now it's on. There you yeah. go. Nice. Yeah, just little fun stuff. Hey, Siri, dinner and a movie. Dinner and movie. Okay, there's my dark okay. screen over like here it. and my lights in the back. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. Yeah, I need to write an automation for the end of this show that will automatically play the little op- closing video that I always forget to play. And I've also, also forgot about right now, so I'm actually clicking around now to find that video yeah. that I'm supposed to play at the end. Man, an automation would have made this so much better. So, uh, I mean, if I would have said something like, you know, Alexa, let's party. I mean, is that the way to end this thing or what? Hold on. Alexa, let's party. Okay, Brian, let's rock. Yes. And let's see. It takes a minute to get the actual hairband, but let's see. I know. Let's see what she picks this time. that up a little bit. I'm going to go for Winger. I think it's Winger. Uh-oh, Brian. Oh, no. We should really not do these things live. She's disappointing me. Okay. And we're just very disappointing. Very disappointing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there again, another point for HomeKit. Um, <laughs> All right, guys. All right. Well, no All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. See you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.